2: Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. Now, at uh, Christmas times, I'd say about half of the previous few years, uh, West Ham fans have been concerned with uh, Christmas presents, uh, snow at Christmas... Brexit, as always, and whether we will stay up. Normally, at around Christmas time, there's a kind of crisis that we have to undergo. Uh, but this time, it feels that we, we are moving into the Christmas period fairly happy with our position. And if we get a bit of a goal haul over Christmas, that's uh, fine. We have 21 points and everything seems strange. So a very unusual position to be in. Also, we've won three fucking football games in a row. Here to dissect the events of the last week here are uh, Mr. Gary Killington.
1: Hey, good evening.
2: Gary's been at a work do today with uh, Chums and is, uh, is slightly a few sheets to the wind, Gary. Which, just a few. Which
1: just, I think... Just a couple, yeah. I think yeah. that's going to improve everything. Yeah, I, I'm, getting sober. I'm getting more sober as we as we go on. Yeah, it's, as we go well, on. That's, it takes a while, it'll take a while, yeah that's, take a
2: while. That's,
1: yeah. that's the reverse
2: of uh, how this podcast normally works. <laughs> <laughs> normally during the podcast, Jim... Jim has uh, optics, has a, has a range of optics next to him uh, from which he selects various spirits and, uh, and also opium. Uh, joining us also is a very old friend of uh, the podcast. It is Mr. Colin Mill. I don't mean you're uh, old. I don't mean you're old, Colin. I mean, you're a, you're a friend of many years of the podcast, not a reference to you being old. I'm actually wearing a cardigan. So, <laughs> yes, I, mean, I think I'm. One of have... your wonderful selection of cardigans. It's
0: not the best cardigan. But, but um, it's one.
2: You're like the Diana Ross of cardigans. There's often a costume change during a podcast. Well, I,
0: I am coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. You want the world to know. I want the world to know. The world to know.
0: Um,
2: <clears throat> so during the course of uh, the last week, because we uh, we didn't do a podcast during this week because we were playing on Tuesday night, and that's when we normally record them. So. We are here to talk about uh, Newcastle away, uh, Cardiff at home, and then Crystal Palace at home. Uh, three games in eight days, nine goals, uh, three against? I think so. It's a terrible downward slope. as It's 3-0, 3-1, 3-2. It's getting worse next. and worse. Yes. Yes. Three all, 2-3... One three, nil three, <laughs> minus one four. I'm, I'm an optimist. I was
0: hoping for maybe something like three four, but
2: okay. yes, that, that that could be something three four to
1: the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a Watford game, three four could be, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never seen such an amazing trend as three no. nil, three one, and three two. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm inspired. I'm inspired. Yes, now one of us. Went to the Newcastle
2: game, which we'll talk about first. It was Mr. Gary Killington. You yes. were up in. Uh, you took. The, you took your good lady wife up to well, see a game of football in the <laughs> blisteringly cold North East. That's <laughs> like you're like John Snow taking up some some wildling woman that he's he's well, managed to capture well, up to the north of England to see some kind of sacrificial slain.
1: Very similar. Yeah. very similar. I, I think what happened was, and and, and I'm I'm a I'm. I'm I'm really. I'm a romantic. At heart. Yes, I mean it's nothing. No if not romantic. It. And so you know, speaking to Lisa a couple of weeks ago, we we're talking about all sorts of different stuff. And one thing she didn't mention was she wanted to go and watch West Ham away at Newcastle, um, because she doesn't, frankly, like she football didn't want very to. much. No, she doesn't no. really like it. It wasn't so. I took her away because I had this you know I had this uh, the you say I, took her away kidnapped is that I kidnapped her, too her strong and I, I put word? her in the boot of the car right? and yep. we took her up to Newcastle yep. and um, you know I, I think we we had a, we had a little pine mash when we got up there and it nice. was a, it was a typical Newcastle day it was bleak it was yep. it was raining mm-hmm. and there was a bit of fog on the time which ah, is yeah you know, all mine it's all mine all mine, mine, all mine. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely and so we did that and we we, we won the game the yeah the game. and it was a it was a beautiful a, a really lovely experience. We went up there and Pellegrini, Manuel Pellegrini. Yes. You know, he he chose to go 4-4-2. Four, 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 well, 4 2
2: It was a fascinating team selection which which you know, uh not going to the game. I sort of looked at the team and uh there some interesting things in it. I mean, he he didn't have either Diangana or Antonio. Right. Mm. He he didn't even take them. Uh, They weren't even on the bench, which was sort of extraordinary because you thought at least one of those players would have belonged on the bench. Didn't even take them. Um, uh, Obiang, who had played very well in previous games, he was on the bench. Uh, So it seemed a very strange team selection. But when you saw what happened in the game, well, or principally that he had selected Hernandez, you sort of thought... Maybe Snodgrass is preferred over Obiang because if you want someone who might play a sort of killer through ball or a killer pass or a killer cross, you want your, you know, Noble's got a good pass in him, so he came back in after his ban. Snodgrass
0: came in. And
2: sure enough, first goal,
0: was a cross. I I must admit, it, it, it absolutely surprised me as well because everything that I'd read about Pellegrini is that he has a favoured four three mm. three, and he doesn't deviate. Doesn't deviate, yeah, yeah. Apparently he does, <laughs> um, but I, I, I think that if he, if that deviation is there, and we've seen it for the first time, it had an awful lot to do with the players that were available on that day, yeah, rather than um, a change in tactics. I, I think that we will probably see four three three consistently from Pellegrini when everybody is fit and available.
1: I think you're right. I think you're right, but I never would have... Really guessed, second guessed the four four two. Not at all. I think no. with, with you know Hernandez, I'd already written him off, and and it, and I was one of the biggest Hernandez supporters. I, I I never I refused to write him off. You know, no matter what he did, I mean, he knew he was a great goal scorer from all those all those times gone past. And suddenly, we're away to Newcastle, a game where you know think back to the previous managers Allardyce, Moyes, Billich. None of those managers would have gone up there and played a a four four two. Nobody would have been that dangerous, would they? And so I thought, oh, it's just Hernandez. And it was clear from the off. It was clear from the off that those players had a different agenda mm, to what mm. we have been used to. They were going after that game and they were looking to win it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Funnily enough, the, the one thing that sort of slightly showed the way uh, towards this week's games was the City game. Uh, even though we lost it 4-0, mm. there were, yeah. it, was one of, it was one of Hernandez's better performances. I think mm. he came on... It's so far in the past now that I can't really remember it. But I think he came on to replace a midfielder. And uh, so he took on a few more of the kind of midfield chores. Yes. You know, he came deep to he find did. the ball. He yeah. he, um, and the thing about him is he can pass. So actually, he's quite good at link-up play. You yeah. know, Hernandez yeah, yeah. Is, good at, is good at that kind of thing. Mm. He just didn't seem very physical and didn't seem good in the tackle didn't seem to really kind of uh, sort of track back and sort of do the work yeah. that's
0: required of a player. But, but we, we really get back to a conversation that we had um, in a different place mm. earlier tonight. Um, and this is Hernandez being given the a opium role. den. The, we yes, it was, yeah. yes. Uh, I thought it was a sauna, so yeah. <laughs> sorry about losing clothes for that yes, amount of that time. Yes, that was unusual. N- 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 yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. entertaining. Um, That's when Cardigan 2 came in. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we were talking very much about um, players... Being under certainly under Pellegrini, you've got a player that everybody thinks is the guy in the box that's going to get a goal. Suddenly playing a midfield role because he's been asked to. Mm. You look at Snodgrass, um, the player that everybody had seemed to have rejected last season. You look at Cresswell. a, a fallback that everybody thinks is lost his form completely. Yeah. You look at Antonio, um, a, a guy that really doesn't know he's placing a side and all yeah. of a sudden, and probably including Declan Rice in that as well. All of a sudden, you've got players of uh, you know just increased their performances
2: yeah, yeah, under yeah. a
0: new manager, and, it, and, and that that I think is the encouraging thing. Yeah. And That was the thing that came out of Newcastle more than anything yeah, else. Yeah, um, that there were players out there
1: that were adding something to their game. Yeah.
2: So, what were the notable performances, Gary, at the Newcastle game? Because we only well, sort of saw the I only saw the highlights I, of much I the I think day,
1: Colin so. just hit upon it. I think Cresswell was uh, was. Back to the old Cresswell. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're not seeing a good Cresswell for a while. You a know, couple of said, years, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A big injury, but, but he was he was good Cresswell again. Yeah, and good. the whole back four, you know, you had Diop, Zabaleta, Balbuena, and mm-hmm. and Cresswell, and they were all magnificent. The whole lot of them. And it, and it was like one of those games, where, and I've never seen a West Ham game like this. Well, not for some time anyway. Where you know a team were attacking us, and what typically happens when a team attacks West Ham is you feel like they're going to score. Right? Yeah. And uh, all right, let's forgive. You know Crystal Palace, what happened mm-hmm. Saturday and everything else. Yeah. But for the Newcastle game, they were piling forward. They made a couple of chances, but largely for the whole game, for the whole ninety minute, minutes, you know Newcastle were piling forward, and we were soaking it up and just playing it forward to yeah. our midfield and just coming out of defence on mass. And it was a beautiful thing to see. You know, it was really, really good.
2: Abouéna and Diop are supremely confident, aren't they? they they're, really they're, always,
1: they're both very good on the ball. Yeah,
2: they're they're they're, they're they're not panicked at all. You know, yeah. I mean, they make mistakes. You know, Diop makes mistakes. I mean, they both mm-hmm. make mistakes. There's a, there were a couple of games when um, Diop uh, passed it from the back uh, mm. and, it, you know, the pass was not quite accurate. And uh, certainly in one of those cases, it, it, it mm. caused a goal. It might have been the City game. Uh, yes. And then he nearly did it again. Uh, yeah. And, um, but... It's not like they sort of fall apart after they make a mistake.
0: They're just no, going to go, that's the, the, part the, of the this game. Is, this yeah. is the difference. You've got two centre-backs um, under a manager that are encouraged to play football Yeah, yeah, and to, and to encourage to look for a pass. Um, the one thing that I haven't seen them done, that they certainly both did pre-season... Is to come out of defence with the ball and yeah. venture forward. Do that. One of them did it at the weekend, football. didn't he? Diop De- yeah. went, yeah. De- <laughs> went on a run. Diop went on a run. That they've both obviously got it in their game and they yeah. both enjoyed doing it. But you see, again, this is the discipline that they're playing with. Yeah, they're probably asked not to do that as often as naturally they would like to. Mm-hmm. But it's it's paying dividends because we've certainly got a much tighter defence now.
2: Yeah, well, you know, one thing uh, which we've sort of touched on but uh, uh, let's let's say it outright is that it's um, um rotation uh, is mm. is that you know when you're when you, you know for the first sort of month and a half of this season possibly two months of this season we were sort of relegation threatened and uh, yeah. you know you're sort of going where where's this season going to go you know we 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 had a revival but we lost a couple of games and um, the Spurs and the Bournemouth, nil ones. Bournemouth, you know? wolves, yeah. Bournemouth wolves, yeah, Arsenal, yeah, so Liverpool, yeah. yeah. Um, the Wolves, I'm thinking of. Uh, you know, so the revival seem to be kind of on hold. Oh no, yeah. we're thinking about we're going to. Yeah. So there's a worry, and and you know, a team that's kind of relegation threatened, you get to a point where you go. Fuck it, pick the best 11 every week. We can't <laughs> yeah. afford... Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, big teams rotate. Barcelona, Real Madrid... I, I, oddly, actually, continental teams don't rotate very much because they're, no. they're, it's a less attritional game and they can stay fit for the whole season. But top-flight mm. Premier League games can afford to rotate because they've got... The, but Pellegrini goes, no, I rotate. And he's... Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, he's making <laughs> players feel, as we say, sort of valued and good about themselves even though they don't play one week. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Antonio's performance at Man City was, was he said himself probably one of his best in two years yeah. uh, and he was rewarded by being not only dropped to the bench but dropped entirely because
1: you know yep. is going no no you'll play again it's, yeah. you'll play yeah. again yeah. Um, Players it's so different though because you know Snodgrass has been told to lose weight and he's clearly lost weight and he's you know is performing better Antonio he's clearly lost weight because he was a, he, he was Mm-mm. massively he was mm. big built wasn't he he was, he was clearly working on the up- off half his body and he's not doing that anymore
2: yeah it was very um, interesting after he scored in, uh, in the Cardiff game he yeah. said the City game and then that game are the two best games I've played in two years I'm finally after mm. the because he's had surgery on I think yeah. both legs
1: yeah. and, no, yeah, uh, one of them was a um, yeah 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 he's, he's, had, he's had some quite severe it wasn't hamstring yeah. wasn't it? it what was it it was um, uh
2: well, he had an op on. He had an op on the kind of front of his thigh, where I think some sort of muscle, you know, yeah. ligaments have become disconnected from the bone, and so Yeah, it you know, was a typical bodybuilder's
0: yeah. injury wasn't yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He was. Yeah,
2: yeah, he was. They, you know, when they when they're injured, they go to the gym all the time. So That's then they it. come yeah. back massively bulked up and just get mm. injured again. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we were saying on this podcast, he, you know, the the, the season that he really shone was the last season at the Boleyn, yeah. where he's in a team with a load of brilliant players. So, so you know, you're kind of going, well, maybe he flattered Deceive a bit, but... but
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a bit of the Forrest Gump about Antonio, mm. let's, let's all face it. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, there was one, I think it was a Liverpool game at Upton Park where he sort of half stumbled over and won the ball at his own corner flag and went the whole length of the pitch and yeah. scored. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, throughout that run we were all wondering when he was going to lose the yeah, ball yeah. Be, because it was a little bit headless chicken. He but, was, but, but it yeah. is it is within his game to pull out that sort of yeah, goal. Yeah. It, it, it can happen. And someone
2: off the bench like that. You know, Somebody like...
0: off the bench is invaluable and that's why the Andy Carrolls are invaluable off the bench. That's the type of player that you want to bring bring on when the game is difficult. Because you can't ignore him. If you're the, mm, the opposition, mm. you certainly can't ignore Andy Carroll. No. I don't think you can ignore Antonio either. No, no. Because no. he has that... Yeah. Physical ability yeah. to intimidate you. Lo- I nearly said yeah. physicality, and that's the yeah. word that it, I keep it, hating. It, it's lovely I to see. It's
1: lovely to see, isn't it? Antonio getting back to his best because he was a great player yeah, yeah. for us for a year and a half yeah. to two years. I think he's he was got a way to us. go to get. back to And then to he his just he, he got injured. So he, had, he had, you know, he had that that really bad leg injury. I can't remember which muscle it was. So I'm not going to yep. guess it. But he, but he was he, he he was poor. He came back. He was massive. He was like a muscle bound beast for a yeah. year and he, he'd lost his pace and suddenly he seems to have got his pace back again yeah you yeah know? yeah uh,
2: so it's I mean you know if if uh if Lanzini does come back uh and Wilshire mm-hmm. as well there's a kind of embarrassment of riches in midfield there and is an I think, embarrassment you know, the, the um,
0: difference with this injury crisis and there is an injury crisis because we've got a lot of players out mm-hmm. is as uh, supporters let's be honest nobody's that worried no because not so. Not so. already the players that have had to come in to fill those roles seem to be doing a fine job. Yeah, it's like a kind of modular team, isn't it? Mm. It's
2: it's um uh what was what was good about when he sort of discovered that triangle – it feels like I've said this quite a lot in the podcast, <laughs> i will say it quickly – when he discovered that triangle with three up front, I think it's quite a fluid sort of mm. system because I think it it also devolves into a 4-3-3 because three, three yeah. that triangle is the three, yeah. uh, though it's a sort of really 4-1, yeah. you know, with rice – it's, yeah. You know These formations, I think, are just are kind of a loose description, aren't they? Mm. But it became like a modular thing that players can just fit into. Yeah, whether it's triangular
0: know. or whatever the shape is in the middle of the park, um, the one thing that I did, because I'm a man at leisure these mm. days most of the time, um, I watched that Cardiff game again, yeah. um, but I watched it on the Sky bit where they give you sort of like 20 minutes, 25 minutes rather than five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So you get to see more of the game. The passing ability in that Cardiff game the little one twos and threes mm-hmm. was actually very very impressive which you don't necessarily yeah. see in a game because you're waiting for the ball to get forward you're waiting to see, but when you actually analysed our ability to play those little triangles, yeah. whether in the middle of the park or whether they're somewhere else, but the first touch passes were really good. That's in right. Game. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, yeah. both Cardiff, where we didn't actually sort of you know uh, get going in the first class first half in theory, and uh, the mm. Palace game, even uh, in the, the first passing half, that's was the point. really yeah. good. The passing was already good. You're yeah. going. We didn't. We we haven't seen this for a while. You know, the the speed yeah. of thought, players making themselves available as soon as someone. Puts their head up with the ball at their feet. There's two guys going. You can pass me, or you can pass yep. to him. You know
1: what Colin said is really important. You know because uh, the second goal against Cardiff. What I you, say is
2: important as, as well. It's, it's you as well,
1: too. but. The Second goal was spectacular. Did you see the replay of the second goal against Cardiff where it was like back to front? That yeah. was the one where Masuaku played Perez. Oh, yeah, yeah, for the 2 1. That move started from yeah. a little bit of interpassing at the back and it was several, it was like 20 passes, mm. it culminated in Masuaku receiving the ball and playing it inside, yeah, yeah, to Perez. It was who a perfect, yeah, yeah, absolutely a frustrating brilliant. player, no, no, no. It, he yeah. is, but. Honestly, oh, for the last no. three games, he's played one and a half games. Yeah, I think I think it's one yeah. and a half games, yeah, or Chris maybe two well games. Went off, yeah, he? yeah, yeah. And and he has not been responsible for a single goal. <laughs> right? Let me <laughs> right. point that out.
0: Yeah, has no, he, no, he I, no a... I don't. I, I don't think he has. He has been responsible for other goals in other games. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. Let's that, that, yeah. That, 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 when we 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 can brush that aside. But I think that what we have to do is defer t- again to the running of this club, yeah. because whilst an awful lot of supporters will jump on exactly that bandwagon and they will say, I'm telling you something, this guy isn't a left-back. Yeah. The real problem that you've got with that is you've got a manager that wants to make him a left-back, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's not given up on those efforts. So I think that they see something in, in him, firstly, as a player, because he can certainly play football, yeah. um, but I think that Pellegrini thinks that he can turn him into a decent left-back, and good luck to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and I, he's I always got Cresswell to fall
2: back on. It's uh, of like, course, you know, yes. When, when when Bilic was trying to make Antonio into a right-back, he literally had not bought another one. No. Exactly. So so he, he had all his hopes riding on Antonio being a right-back. And, yes. uh, you know, that's not a, the way to play. You have to, you, you know, know if you're trying a player out in a position, you want everything around and, him. Because, and more yeah, to because the it, in <laughs> fact, Antonio did play right-back at the weekend. The, the, he, he, the, he did play <laughs>
0: right-back. But, uh, but, you see, I think under Bilic, Antonio was asked to play right-back and he didn't really understand what was expected no. from yeah. him. The difference is that playing right-back under Pellegrini, which he's now done... He actually knew what was required of him. Yeah. So it does come agree. out, it yeah. does come up to, you know, a manager. We do need a manager. We can't just get by without one. No. And the players can't do it on their own. So, no. yeah, Antonio could actually end up occasionally playing right back. Yeah. Um, you know, Arthur could end up as a, a left back. I agree that Cresswell is a better left back. But the manager is seeing something in that player to play him in that position, and I'm prepared to give it a chance. I
1: totally agree. And before that Newcastle game, there was there was talk in the in the media that Pellegrini was working on the centre half pairing and the fullbacks. He was working on defence. He was trying Mm. to get it working, and so that's what inspired me to go up to Newcastle. You know, it's a good a, a good choice, and 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 they were you know that was a completely different performance up at Newcastle. You know, I know they they created a couple of chances, and it really was only about two in the whole game. You know, and they were clear-cut chances, since not yeah. getting away from it. Now, um, the rest of the game, we were completely tight. Now, you imagine 90 minutes away from home playing 4-4-2 where we largely pushing him forward, right? And we'd only conceded probably two chances. Yeah. Two yeah. chances. The one was a header and I will forget about the other one, but they were two clear-cut chances. Mm-hmm. In exchange for that, we'd created, just look at Chicharito, he'd missed two <laughs> yeah. clear-cut yeah. chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'd totally outplayed them. Yeah, we had, yeah. yeah.
2: We're going to take a brief break, break now, a brief Blake, a brief, a <laughs> brief Blake now, yeah. and we'll be back after this. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Uh, now, on the Facebook group that goes with this podcast today, there was a, a, a small uh, quibble or complaint from uh, from Scott Hall about the uh, the absence of Jim Grant. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Possibly predicting the absence of Jim Grant this week, though he has Jim has been very busy. Uh, but also the absence of any form of poetry at all. With with Jim missing, the poetry element of this podcast is severely lacking. True. I've occasionally filled in, and uh, and I have done this week. Now. As we've, uh, as, we've, as we've established on this podcast, I refuse to acknowledge any other style of poetry than the style uh, created by the poet John Cooper Clark. Uh, principally, one of his rhyming uh, schemes is the only way that I, I can, will, and enable to write any form of poetry. So, um, I have a poem about a, a player that has, uh, has uh, grabbed the attention of uh, West Ham fans now, uh, and he goes, I'm going to tr- try and give it a bit of uh, John Cooper Clark uh, uh, feel a bit of his vernacular to uh, get the kind of the the feeling of the thing across. So it goes a bit like this. um, Scottish as a bowl of porridge, on the wing he likes to forage, and he used to play for Norwich, that's it, Robert Snodgrass. He likes to join in the attack, like Mark Hughes likes to get the sack, and Andy Carroll likes his gack, that's it, Robert Snodgrass. He runs around because he's fit, between his teeth he's got the bit, Karen Brady thinks he's shit, that's it, Robert Snodgrass. He has got a sweet left foot, as Germans say he's very gut. Villa asked him to stay put That's it, Robert Snodgrass Lots of crosses he supplied His half-time orange is deep-fried Shaving foam. he's not tried That's it, Robert Snodgrass Big ears had a pal called Noddy The Diddy men's best friend was Doddy All his teammates call him Robert That's it, Robert (laughs) Snodgrass And that's all I've got
1: That's great poetry It's It's liquid poetry. (laughs) Do you think it's it's
2: liquid poetry?
1: I think Snodgrass deserves deserves every word. Yeah,
2: yeah. Now, he is a a sort of find, isn't he? Because obviously, you know, uh, Pellegrini came in. Snodgrass reluctantly came back from Villa. There's some, you know, a bit of pre-season training. He runs his rule over these bunch of fuckers he's only just met. Yeah. He's got to kind of pick a team for some pre-season friendlies against Billaricky or whoever we play South End, <laughs> whoever we play. Yeah. So he goes, you know, I'll give the bloke with the beard a go, why not? Sort of sees him play well in one game and then goes, oh, you're right. And he played a lot of those pre-season games, yeah. didn't he? And he clearly has just looked at him with no preconceptions, no notion that Jack Sullivan didn't like him. The, 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 the board start literally legislating against a player that that the club has bought by
1: saying he's shit you know? I think Jack Sullivan not liking him was a reference it was quite positive you know, yeah, it was, it was right. a positive yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a positive yeah, yeah. Uh, let's be honest you know we love a trier over at West Ham yeah, don't yeah. we and, and, and he is a trier you know he's a massive trier but not only that I, I think we're underestimating him by saying that because there's not an Ian Dowey you got there that's yeah. somebody with a really cultured left foot who can do stuff I'd pick a I worse example really like... than Ian
2: Dowey Ian Dowey could be alright <laughs> go on <laughs> uh, oh Mike Newell
1: was very poor for us. You can't you can't relate Snodgrass to Mike Newell, I No, think. no, no.
2: I'm saying I I'm, sorry, I'm talking in terms of bad players. Oh, like oh, oh, Dowie, bad
1: players. You know, yeah, yeah. Dowie, no, 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 Dowie was weren't a, a bad disastrous. player. Was a, There's a, was a
0: limited much, amount of time yeah. on a podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. to talk yeah. Yeah. about a bad player. Dowie yeah. I think
1: was a, was a limited ability player yeah, that yeah. we all love because of the effort he put in. Yeah. Whereas Snodgrass, I think. We, we kind of thought he was a limited ability player who puts in a load of effort but I think he's more than that I yeah. think he's got a bit more talent than that he's got a very cultured left foot his set pieces are brilliant he's, he's, I think in the Premier League he's made three goals He just scored mm. one but he's, he, I think he's made six in all well his pass the,
2: for Hernandez against Newcastle was fantastic wasn't it yes so it, it was because yeah. he could have gone he could have gone Closer to the keeper Could have bent it Tried to bend it around the defenders As most pass, passes go But it yeah. was like It was in field a bit So mm-hmm. it cut the defenders out By going behind them it was And on the found him yeah. Found Hernandez's run perfectly
0: Yeah, yeah there, There's something about a Glaswegian or a Scotsman, wherever Snotty comes from. I'm not sure where his actual roots are. But there's something about a Scotsman um, and a Cockney. You try and tell a Scotsman he's not very good and he can't play and he's not worth his place and see what happens next. I mean, there's a little bit of the Ray Stewart attitude about him as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, And he he has to have credit for coming back under those circumstances. He's told um, by the chairman's son... Uh, or told by the Chairman that he some begged him not to sign him, yeah uh, extraordinary. He shipped out to Aston Villa on a loan. um we actually wanted Aston Villa to buy him that yeah. that was the intention, and he comes back and he's fully committed to the side that clearly didn't want him under the previous manager it's yeah.
1: uh,
0: that yeah. that that takes some. Um, um, that takes some bollocks, if I'm allowed yeah, to say bollocks it, it on a does. podcast. Every to to player, actually go for that,
1: from what you just said, every single player, and I'm talking Villa, Norwich, Leeds, you know, uh, West Ham now, and whoever else he's played for, they've absolute hull, yeah. Absolutely loved him, and mm-hmm. when he first joined West Ham, a friend of mine—I've done this one to death, right? A friend of mine who's a whole city season ticket holder—he he—he said to me, "You're getting a proper player there," and I, I thought, "Oh, okay." And later that season, Ross bought me, and I think it's the only one in existence—a a West Ham shirt with Robert Snodgrass on the back. So that's from the first six months. Yes, and there will be many from
2: that. <laughs> I reckon that was the only one that was yeah, bought yeah. in the club Probably shop, possibly, yeah, right?
1: Yeah. But nonetheless, you know that that guy. All the fans love him, all the players love him, the staff love him at the club. No matter where he goes, people mm. love him, right? Mm-hmm, There's yeah. got to be something in that, isn't there? And in addition to that, the guy's got talent.
2: Yeah. You sort of worried that, that um, uh, he might be a little slow for the... There are two sort of possible areas to play him in. There is in that sort of midfield three or the sort of attacking three. And it feels that he... Um, You could have argued or imagined at the time that he doesn't have quite the pace for either of those things, but in fact, Mm. he's a little faster than we sort of imagined, because uh, I think Jim, some form of Wikipedia-based research, said that he's very fit, he works on his fitness a lot, Mm. that's one of his characteristics, and he... The fact is he keeps going
0: for 90 minutes. Yes. And he does.
2: Whilst yeah. he's not, you know, kind of sprinter speed. Yes, he's exactly mobile. that. He's it, it, mobile. It's
0: immediate pace. Yeah. When you can. Comp- put a ball down the wing and you uh, you know for a winger to run onto it's that standing start an initial space that, a pace that gets you yeah. to the ball very quickly he obviously can't do that no but he will keep running for 90 minutes and and I wouldn't say he was a slow cumbersome player no he's
2: not at all um, no
0: but but if if you're thinking of him as a winger that can just be belt past a couple of players, he's they, not, they, 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 no. They, no, he's not that. He can play on the wing, but that's not the type of game he'll play. No,
2: no. He comes inside a lot, doesn't he? And, you know, traditionally, if you have the kind of... Uh, the old-fashioned type of uh, full-back that overlaps... Then that's, that's fine. fine, yeah. That's fine, you, yeah. know, and, and, you know, and Zabaleta uh, and Cresswell both like to get forward, mm-hmm. and Masuaku, <clears throat> arguably... His strong suit is getting forward, but he sort of does it surprisingly little. There are times when you're saying, mm. go, Arthur, go for the overlap, and he, he doesn't do it. And yeah, I, think, I think
0: there's a real... Um, at the moment, he's not quite worked yet. Um, I've, I've got a lot of time for Anderson. I think he's a great player. That mm, was yes. a wonderful addition. Yes. Um, but I don't actually think that there's as much as an understanding with Masaraku as, uh, and Anderson as there is with Creswell and, no, uh, no. and Anderson... Um, I watched, um, I think it was, yes, it certainly was the um, Crystal Palace game when um, I think it was Townsend had made some inroads and he was quite effective down Mm -hmm. that wing. And at one stage, Anderson wasn't quite there. Masawaka was. Masawaka suddenly pointed at Declan Rice and instructed him to get in on the player, Um, and and there was that little bit of confusion. It didn't make a great deal of difference, because Declan Rice got in, took the ball off, and walked out. Um, So that was perhaps a good instruction, but there there didn't seem to be the telepathy between those two players that there is with maybe Cresswell and Anderson.
2: Anderson is deceptively quick, because uh, because he's... Slight of build and mm. doesn't have the kind of, you know, like a sort of muscular sprinter's Linford yeah. Christie type sort of yeah. build. Um, you don't imagine him sort of thundering down the wing and that's just not the way he runs. But he's actually very, yeah. he's very quick.
0: But yes. it's, it, it, it's yeah. that sort of physique. It's the Us- Usain Bolt type mm. of physique that the guy is belting along and you don't actually look at him and thinking he's really going flat no, out no. and i think anderson does much the same he's got that type of natural pace yeah. that he doesn't seem to be busting a gut to get to but but look how he left that Newcastle left-back, I've forgotten the he, guy's he, name. He, he uh, did it. He uh, did sorry, right-back for yeah. dead.
1: He did it in more than one game. He did it also in the, in the second half against Cardiff because we were struggling in the first half. The first thing that happened of any you know, meaning in the second half was Anderson got hold of the ball and started running at the full-back mm. and he made them panic. Because so, I was fearing in, that, in the Cardiff game that Neil Warlock was like, oh, Nil nil. We just sit back. We put mm. eleven men behind yeah, the goal. But literally, within yeah. a couple of minutes, Anderson was, was thrown forward, mm. and, and it was it, he opened up the game. I love Anderson. I think Anderson is a great great player. I think he's he, he's not quite Piot yet.
2: No, no, he's not that, he's, um, I mean, Jim has said at some points, he's, he has a sort of slightly introvert personality, he's not a kind of playground footballer like Payet was, who's kind of going,
0: No, he's
1: not going to change, that's yeah. a difference, I'm I mean, Payet is an entertainer. But then look at the goal he scored against, you know, at the weekend yeah. where he scored the third goal and that was a decision he made very quickly in a split second he's like should I pass it inside or should I go for a yeah, big yeah. goal. Yeah, and yeah. he went yeah. for the big you, goal. You, didn't.
0: Well, do you feel you get the feeling with that goal that what he actually did is he he selected a segment of the netting. That he yeah. was going to hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, And that, he hit it, didn't he? he? He hit, well, yeah, but he didn't actually hit it that hard. But that goalkeeper was yeah, never getting it was to it. Strange. Never yeah, getting yeah. to it. It was placed in the corner. It was, it was uh, pardon me for mentioning the guy, but it was a little bit like Glenn Hoddle who used to pass yeah, yeah. the ball into the yeah, net. yeah. Um, and I think he has got that sort of quality as a player.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we are going to lose Arnautovic for a month. Um, yeah. I'm very glad that we've sort of, you know, the other thing that's very gratifying about these three wins in the first week is that we're in a we're in a spell that that is a kind of season-defining spell. We've we've got a lot of games that fall in the you know the the bracket of winnable matches, and that. You know, one would hope would get us a quite a big points
1: haul, and so far we've already got nine, uh, which is great. Um, It's uh, partly Pellegrini though. You look at what he did in the second game against Cardiff, and he rested Zabaleta. And Balbuena and and who else at left back? He, he bought Masuaka in the left yeah, back, so he completely yeah. changed it, didn't He, he changed yep. it around, and he, he kind of read it that Cardiff was going to be a, a little bit easier. Mm. In the past, that would have backfired on us big yeah. time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's changed the players, and we still won three one. So yeah, credit to him. Yeah, okay.
2: absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, oh, but, but,
0: is missing. Well, um, he's, he's missing, but let's actually look at the last <clears> couple of games. We got three at the weekend yeah. without him. Um, and I think he'd already gone off before we scored against Cardiff. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so we've well, scored six goals in yeah, in, yeah. in a game and a half without him. So whilst I would love him to be in the side and he would be the first name on the team sheet, I don't think it's going to be the same as last year where we're going to be tearing hair out because he's not playing.
2: No, and uh, sort of midfielders that yeah. score. You know, yeah. that's something that we've kind of lacked in the last few years. Mm. In a way. Uh, you know, Mark Noble's kind of whatever it is, seventeen years now in the first team. He hasn't come up with as many goals as as no. if he was playing in a really good team. He's, you know, every few years he's playing in a team fighting for its life, and uh, so suddenly his defensive. Mm. Duty
0: do, do you think it over. actually started probably under Kurbishly? Yeah, absolutely when um, the, the younger Mark Noble, I think, was the type of player that was encouraged to get forward. Definitely, yeah. Um, and it seemed to be that Kirbishley decided that this was the defensive midfield player yeah. that, that he wanted to that do. he didn't have the pace. That he didn't have the pace. Um, not every goal scorer, not everybody that arrives in the box late has great pace. No, that's right.
2: We I mean, you know, I don't, I don't really know if Aaron Ramsey has pace because it doesn't sort of really seem to matter in no. his game. You know, Aaron, Aaron Ramsey is a kind of an attacking midfielder. Jack Collison was an attacking midfielder. And yeah. Noble could very much have been in that bracket of footballer.
0: I agree. I don't know if
2: Jack Collison, you know... Obviously, he doesn't have any pace now. But but when he was before he was injured, I don't. It didn't matter whether yeah. he had any pace. Or well, not. Uh, of, course he, uh, not uh, of course Lampard's not quick. Lampard's not super quick, uh, but he uh, is of he quick
0: could. of thought. Uh, of course he could be a, a, <clears throat> an, a, he could have more goals to his game, and he could be more of an attacking midfielder. You only have to look at the way that he takes a penalty to know that you can hit a That's ball. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, yeah. it's in his game. <clears throat> it's been coached out of him. And, right, and, and yeah. I don't really see a great deal of point in getting it back into his and, game. And we, we, we've lacked,
2: uh, on many occasions, sort of midfielders that that, that sort of chip in with some mm. goals every season. And uh, mm. it feels like, you know, obviously, Anderson, who it's arguable whether he's part yeah. of a front three or in the midfield, he is someone who's going to chip in with yeah. goals. Snodgrass also feels like he's, there's goals in him. Yeah. And actually... When when we had the Paillet and Lanzini version of West Ham, Noble was getting forward a lot more and was getting into kind of scoring positions. I think one of the three against Liverpool he scores. Yes he did. did. So so he's getting into sort of scoring positions and and that I mean that's what you want is goals in the front four or five players of your team.
0: And to be fair again. I mean, we've given him a really good write-up tonight. But wherever else he's played, Snodgart everywhere else has contributed goals.
2: Yeah, yeah he's
0: yeah. yet to do that at West Ham. Yes, he scored he at the weekend, weekend yeah. but. Um, I I would have put him down for maybe eight or ten goals a season. He should be that. He should be that sort of player. Absolutely. Um, When we actually solve that and get two of them, because we did for a short period of time, we had Payet and Lanzini were both contributing at that sort of level. We're certainly getting that volume from uh, Anderson at the moment. Yeah. For somebody to join him at that level yeah. would, would, would be fantastic. Because
2: that's what the top teams have, isn't it? It's yes, like they do, yeah. You know, you, sort of Manchester City has a lot of players that are nominally midfielders, but, yeah. you mm. know, David Silva, Sane... Even Bernardo Silva, yeah, he'll, he'll, score, he'll get his yeah, seven
1: or eight a season. Score, yeah. Have we finally reached the place with West Ham where um, you don't really know what the team's going to be? Because if you look at the last couple of years and you look at, you know, Facebook and Twitter and everything else... People who've been making their choices and saying this this is what I think the team should be, honestly, against um, Newcastle and then against Cardiff, I didn't have a clue what Pellegrini was going to pick. He really surprised no. me both times. Absolutely, right? I think he's... so. so three games running, right? He's done that, and he switched yeah. back against you know Palace. Yes. But and um, he's done it without an out of it. And all the players that come in, they really want to play. They yeah, really want to yeah, make yeah. their impression. I think we've finally got yeah. a manager who does the managing mm. while we can do the thing of, like, you know, supporting the team where yeah. we can turn yeah, up yeah. and enjoy ourselves and watch a yeah. game of football. I mean, it's very different. Yeah. It's a different experience uh, the last yeah. couple of years.
0: Uh, again, without over and egg it, he, he actually didn't do that at the beginning. Mm. That, that no, team no. looked pretty much the same each week for the first. You know, six to eight games. When he was working
1: it out, yeah. When When he was
0: working it out. But I think he started, quite rightly, he started with the two central defenders because that's how he wanted to build that defence. Yeah. Um, He knew who his centre forward would be because that was blindingly obvious to anybody who watched English football last season. And Anderson was obviously going to be a big part of the midfield, yeah. but that was the spine with the goalkeeper Fabianski that that team was going to be built on. Yeah. The, the, the rest was going to be interchangeable until he knew yeah. where his personnel will be playing. But I
2: and it's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, he 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 really does give. Uh, The broadest number of players, the sort of confidence that that they will get picked, they will come into the team, and that they're not sort of marginalised, you know, and and I think uh, Bilic, uh, who is a very nice man, sort of in a way, uh, just drop players by stealth, Uh, you know, like... (laughs) rather than give you know Adrian a rocket after his mistake against Stoke he just dropped him which is like not the that's not what you do you know And, and there were a few other players I can't really think of examples but he sort of did the same thing he just kind of Drop them out of the team rather than just yell at them. Yeah, it's like a child. A A child falls off a bike
0: and you don't let them ride the bike again next week. Um, Whereas we all know that you put them back on the bike because you know that's the best. You get back and ride again. You know that's the way you deal with it. And
2: Allardyce Uh, had sort of dogma that affected his team selections. That you know, good uh, players would not play despite the fact they clearly are good, and he's yeah. just going, no, that's not my plan. Look, my look, plan at, look this. at
1: Dean Garner. Dean Garner, yeah. right? When he came on, I mean, you know how brilliant he did. And then, and then you know, he did, he did, he did brilliant for a, a few games, and then Pellegrini decided to just rest him because, you know, you've had your little peak, we're going to give you a little rest now, yeah. and then we'll just bring you on yeah. from the subs bench. What he did against Cardiff... Mm. He was amazing that yeah, night. Was really I great. was yeah. up off my seat. He was brilliant. Mm. I love watching him. He, yeah, absolutely, absolutely full of life. He's that close friend. to it's, scoring it's, a goal. It, it, you
0: know. It's that modern thing, though, that we're doing now. As I said, there are players that can come off the bench. Yeah. Um, and it's arguable whether you start with Ian Garner because he's a young kid. But off the yeah. bench, tiny great, tiny whoa. But, but would
1: Billich have even brought him off on the bench? Billich, no. Aladice Moyes, would they have even bothered with him? No. Probably no. No. not.
0: No, they would have given him a couple of and games. That's
1: a talent. They
0: would have given him a couple of games, and if he hadn't set the world alight, that would have been back into the team and on the subs bench for another yeah. eight weeks. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The,
2: well, uh, under Allardyce, I, Lanzini would still not be playing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Literally not be <laughs> Way playing. Too yeah, Way too, too, too small. Way too small. I don't yeah. think any of us in this room have ever forgiven um, Sam Allardyce Forest, uh, for right? that Nottingham Forest yes. no on.
2: absolutely
0: do you want to see some kids play I'll put them all on yeah and there they'll you lose go. and I'll win the uh,
1: yeah and that means I was right you <gasps> know yeah you're right and if I'd have had my way it'd have been banned from football management forever that night that was just <laughs> the worst thing anyone yeah. could ever do
2: so, um at the yeah. weekend, we were playing Fulham. Now, this is, of course, uh, the bottom team in the league mm-hmm. and one would hope for uh, a continuation of our form. But, of course, that's a potentially sort of mm-hmm. jinxing uh, the whole thing. Uh, you know, it's a way, obviously, but um, we seem to... Uh, as the Newcastle game showed us, we seem to kind of like, uh, mm. we have a good attitude towards away games. We don't shut up shop. You know, we, we, we try and play our game. You'd like to think we can get something out of that, but you know, the three games that we've, we've played have done well, you know, you, you'd settle for a point. Yeah. Fulham are, are at some point going to, they're going to pick up some points. And they're they're going to
0: pick contest. up points. And I'll tell you what might happen <clears throat> because I, I, I watched their game against Manchester United over the weekend. Um, and, they've got a new manager there in Ranieri and they were all of a sudden three nil down and they were absolute rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. They really couldn't play football for toffee as we used to say in the old days. Um, At halftime, Ranieri changed things round. They came out, they got a penalty, they got a goal back and they were coming into Mm. a game and they were playing with the spirit of togetherness that you do see from Ranieri's yeah, yeah. I mean, he, We know enough about him from Chelsea and from Leicester to know that he will make lesser players play together as a unit, and he will do that. So yeah. they had a very good second half. Unfortunately for them, they went down to 10 men with a stupid sending off, yeah, and, it, yeah. and it really wasn't a red card. Um, but Manchester United only came away 4-1 winners, having been <laughs> yeah. 3-0 up at half-time. Um, mm. the, 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 yeah. There was evidence to say that if everybody's saying, "Oh, look, Fulham, bottom of the league," that's a that that's a given. Three points. Yeah, I, I would just say that there should be some caution because it's a, there's that new manager bounce, and for the first time in the second half on Saturday he got something out of that side no that's right
1: Un- unlike Brighton and Huddersfield where there's a definite bit of complacency I think the last two games have showed that and he actually mentioned it himself Pellegrini said mm. no complacency in these two mm. games so last two games you know so I think we're going yeah. to go to Fulham without that air of complacency and we're going to try to I hope so <laughs> we're a better team than them, than them and we've got a good record down there as well yeah yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I have to say in the last um, you know Ten or fifteen years, we've 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 sort of struggled with strikers. Arguably, throughout the the nineties until we bought Hartson and Gitson we had problems with 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 you know finding really great strikers. Mm-hmm. And both those Fulham strikers, there, was, there you know when Schurler went back from Chelsea despite looking really good in every Chelsea Mm. game, I sort of thought, we should get that guy. You know, he went back to the Bundesliga Mm. thing uh, for a kind of quite a low-lying Bundesliga team. And I was going, we should get that German guy. He's great. And uh, Mitrovic looks really good. I would take either of those guys to be sort of squad players for us behind Arnautovic. I think they're dangerous. I think both those guys are dangerous. Both
0: good couplers, yeah.
2: Yeah, Mitrovic is kind of in a, you know, Mm -hmm. despite, (laughs) I mean, Fulham's... League position belies this, but but Mitrovic feels like he's kind of in a bit of confident form at the moment. He and does, yeah. he's a
1: handful that but, guy. But who would you play him in front of? I mean you've got <clears throat> Carol Hernandez and Perez and Arnautovic. Arnautovic is injured. So the other three, would you play Mitrovic? Carol is of?
2: literally like I like I mean there's so much rust that the metal is gone oh, and God, you're yeah, just but looking but at it'll
1: get better as the games go on, you know, as you look at it at the moment. Well, you, you if own. an
2: injury doesn't I mean, yeah. we are talking about Andy Carroll I mean I, I wouldn't I mean yeah, it'll be injured when next his week, contract yeah. is, is up, that's it as far right. if we if his contract Expires and we sign him again, I,
1: yeah.
2: I, I, I would start to really doubt what's happening at the club. No, I agree, yeah. I agree. As, uh, as I would have Mitchell the, Vittor, Scherler, as over as he stands at well. the
0: moment, I would no, give yeah. some credit to Andy Carroll because, um, uh, as he's always been that player at West Ham, um, I think his best role has always been coming off the bench. Yeah. Because mm. he's a big lad, he puts himself around, and if the other side's defence have got a little bit of complacency he He will
1: give them something Definitely, to think yeah, yeah. about, um yeah. a starter, not for me and no. Pellegrini's not rushing him back either, is he you no. Know, the no two no. two games he, he he wasn't started, was he no.
0: No. no
2: and boy, I mean you know he looks really rusty i've got oh, big
0: as a say for the Cardiff goal, I think he got him into the way. Keeper. Yeah, he's back.
1: Um, he won the free kick at the weekend for the <coughs> he did the indeed. Goal. he did indeed yeah. yes. <laughs> That was um, Tompkins. I think he tripped over his own foot. Yeah, to yeah. be
0: honest, he won the free kick, but I don't think Tompkins actually fouled him. No, but no, he but, but, but we'll take it. Yeah, no, I think he kicked. I
2: think own gravity foot. earned us that free kick.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> timber. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so winning that free kick is a bit of a stretch. But
2: okay. so, predictions for the Fulham game, and then we'll wrap this
1: up. I'm going to I'm going to go optimistic. All optimistic. Fulham nil, West Ham three. Oh, interesting.
0: i think it's i think the three will be there so but so i'm going to have to go for something else and and as we talked about earlier nil three one three two three don't do it
1: three all don't do it three all all. i
0: tell you not only three all
1: you're going for the trend um
0: don't go down the bookies and bet on this no let me say that again (laughs) Go down to Bookies and mm-hmm. put a grand on this at least. Yes, th- th- this, this is bound to happen.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, that's my prediction style. Okay, well that's yeah. I, I liked three all because of uh, because of because of our you know three nil, three one, three two. Three three seems like the sort of sequence. Mm. Okay, so uh,
1: one all. Oh my god. All. Really? One all one, all.
2: <sighs> I, I, I don't know what to say. This has been Stop Hammer Time. <laughs> My name is Phil Whelans, and with me have been Colin Milne. It's been a pleasure, sir. And Gary Killington. Same here. Come on, you irons. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks.
1: This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com